to Luke 1.26, and we'll start talking about the, uh, the Christmas story. And um, I'll let you know, for those who are putting the camera on me, during Christmas, I move. I'm going to be moving around. So be ready. You're about to go on film. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. So remember, if you, if you haven't been to any of the services here at Have Bible, Mary is favored among the people, among the women and among the, her peers in society for probably a lot of reasons. Maybe we'll understand some and maybe won't understand them until we get into glory, Pastor Jay. But I believe she was favored and had high favor on her because she was ready for the assignment that God had for her. So if you want all of God's favor on you, the same way God's favor was on Mary, you got to be all in when he asks you to do what it is he wants you to do. And, and let's, I was thinking about this. Let's be real honest. It's already started for some of you guys this morning because you don't know how you got here. You don't know why you're here. Somebody invited you. Or you're watching the broadcast. Uh, Christmas has a special anointing uh, this time of the year on these services. You'll see God do things that you may have never seen before, and you'll see people respond like you've never seen before. Uh, so be ready, and be ready for God's favor uh, to be upon you if that's uh, what you're into. Verse 30, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Say that with me, class, Jesus. Look at your neighbor now and say, he's the birthday boy. Um, so, and he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him to the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. There will be no end. So if somebody thinks that you're trying to build an empire, correct them. Say, I'm not trying to build an empire. I'm trying to build God's kingdom. Don't need an empire, just want to expand his kingdom because I want everybody to go where I'm going when I'm caught up in the glory. Uh, so whatever it is that God's called you to do, he's, he's moving you along in this assignment and you could reply back to God of this fashion. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? So he's got something that only you can do. 
a message that only you can take to that friend, that family member, that child, that neighbor, that coworker, whatever it is you've been setting, God has been setting the stage over and over tonight. He's releasing to you that that person you've been praying for and crying over and fretting over and all that, it's going to happen and we're going to believe for a Christmas miracle for you and your family, for those people you've been praying for. So your reply, your reply might be, how will this be? You can just ponder that and you go, how in the world is this ever going to happen? We, we never believed that this person would be healed. We never believed that they would come to church. We never believed that they're going to. You just need to sit back, be faithful, and watch God go to work. This is low-hanging fruit for God. This, this, ain't, this ain't nothing for God. There's nothing too hard for God. Verse 35. The angel said, or the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Let's bring the house lights down uh, if we can for a second. I want to talk to you again once uh, about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has wonder-working power. It can't be explained. It can't be seen. Uh, it can't be studied. It can only be experienced. You know when you've got a dose of the ghost. When, when you've been, when you, Fred, when you've been touched by the Spirit of God, you'll never be the same. When you've been overshadowed by the third person in the Trinity, you'll say things, do things, get bolder than you've ever been before, and especially on Christmas. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived the son is in the sixth month with who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. So, in, and I've told you about that. Remember, remember the first thing I told you I ever put on my refrigerator was Luke 137. So let, let's just do this. Let's just do, I'll just touch on this for just a minute, Tony. If we really believe that God can save our soul, and let's be honest, some of the prodigal kids have shown up here today. Some of, some of God's trophy children are here in our midst today. If God can save you and he can save me, he can do anything. All you got to do is post it, study it, download it, and believe that it's going to happen for the next thing to happen in your life. You know, in, in a lot of times, this comes in the form of addictions or relationship problems. And, 
And, and before you spit that out of your mouth, I don't know how she's going to be healed. I don't know how he's going to be healed. I don't know how this relationship's going to be fixed. I don't know how I'm going to get my promotion and everything. You can look at that sign on your refrigerator before you walk out and go to work and, 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 and plug that in whenever you start to doubt the power of God. Amen. Just go, you know, it, you know, if God can get a virgin pregnant and he can save me, he surely can take care of the loud mouth at work. I need somebody to talk back to me a little bit. Hey, 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 everybody works with them. Everybody works with the chatty Kathy. Amen? And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be, say this with me, let it be to me according to your word. And, and it's easy for us to just kind of sit and go back and forth, go, yeah, yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. Hey, uh, Bauer, whatever God wants me to do, I'm going to do until it's time to do it. <laughs> Jerry, it's, it, it's all good. We're ready to do whatever it is, man. I'm ready. Woo! Mission trip. Let's go. How far are we going? <laughs> Amen. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Let's pray. God's got you locked in right now. I'll read it again. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be. I'll just stop there. Father God, today, it is not happenstance or chance that we're all gathered here and people are watching this morning the broadcast. Lord, it's your word and the power of the Holy Spirit that transforms lives. It's you, almighty God, that saves souls through the blood of your son, Jesus. It's him who was born in the manger like a baby, became fully man, fully God all the time. died 33 years later on an old rugged tree, raised from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father to pardon us sinners down here on earth. Oh, Lord, we want to celebrate your birthday. Our soul thirst and starve for your anointing to touch our lives today. When we look at our trees and our lights in the presence under the trees this morning, let it be evident that the greatest present of all is salvation in Jesus. So, Father God, today we ask you to, to bless the offering on this Christmas morning. And we ask that the hands that give be blessed and those who are watching as well to be blessed. We pray all this this Christmas in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people and his friends said amen. amen. Applaud him real loud on his birthday. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, who's ate too many cookies? I need therapy. 
group therapy. Johnson. Um, eggnog, chocolate milk, whole milk. If they could put any more fat inside the milk or eggnog, I'd still drink it. And do you guys lie to yourself like I do? And just say it's only going to be for like, just like Christmas? Nope. I mean, Chuck does, and he's in shape, but... We're going, oh, we're going on New Year's, and that's it. It's on. Let's all rise, and we'll pray for the messages this morning on Christmas. Father God, we thank you that you've given us all the wonderful treats and the snacks during Christmas time. We're so excited that we could be at church with all our friends. We never thought that would happen, God. We never thought we'd be here this early in the morning to celebrate the birth of a Savior. But you've came and transformed our lives. You came and touched our hearts. You've softened us, Lord. And we're grateful for that. So I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow the sanctuary today that we all have a great day today as we honor uh, your son's birthday today. And uh, we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So celebrate again with applause and be seated. Let's go through the Christmas story and just kind of set the mood. We'll bring the house lights down and you guys can kind of read on the big board and I'll read and preach a little bit. Um, be thinking about your your person that you're praying for. Maybe maybe it's somebody. Um, I told you about my son that had his friend who had a double lung tra transplant, and uh, he said, "Dad," I, he said, "I just prayed for him with the hope resting uh, on the foundation of faith." And uh, I asked Patrick uh, this morning how he's doing. And he said, man, he, he come out of it, double lung transplant, just, just phenomenal. Yeah. So um, prayer works. And, and I don't care how long you've been a prayer warrior. I think sometimes after you've prayed or you've been in church for a while, you go, oh, yeah, we're going to pray for you. But here's the deal. We have to start believing that God hears the prayers of a righteous man. And that means, that means mankind, not just man. We, if, we, if we don't believe in prayer, why do we do it? God's not interested in our activities. He's interested in the activity that's going on in our heart. So let's put all our trust in him. And if there's something you need to pray about, please write that down or, or at least get on our prayer wall so we can be praying for him. Here we go. In Luke 2, 1, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. Um, so I was reading and studying a little earlier today um, about this edict that went out uh, from Caesar Augustus. And... Um, 
he became a pretty shrewd ruler. And the story goes on. It says this was the first registration when Cornelius was governor over Syria. And all went to be registered, or like I told you last week, if you're reading King James, they all went to be taxed, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. Um, again, as we think about this story and we think about the, the miles that were traveled and, and how the, the family got along and the persecution they faced. And, you know, I never, we never really touch on the character of Joseph. We talk about Mary, we talk about Jesus, and, and we should. But Joseph was a, uh, Joseph was a man of God And Joseph learned how to stand and listen to God in the times of adversity. And I think every family should realize that strong male leadership is something every family should long for. Amen? Um, So kudos to Joseph, and we don't have to get into all that. Um. And while they were there, go back to 2.6. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. Wrapped him in swaddling clothes and lied him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. I talked about this last week. I've been talking about it for weeks on me and Mike's show, Overcomer Hour. No place for them in the end. Sometimes in life, let's be honest, you just don't feel like you fit in. I remember... One of the first times I went to church, I'm, I'm, I, I told you, I sat all the way at the back as far as I could at back because all the people in church were weird. <laughs> I mean, they are weirdos. I was in a little Baptist church, and man, I had my act together. Did I tell you our story? So me and Biggie would go to church up there. And on the way to church on Sunday morning, we'd be drinking beer and stuffing beer cans under our chair. But boy, they were the weird ones. Hey, man, come on, where am I at? I'm at the wrong church or something. They're like, oh, we don't don't do that. So fitting in. Sometimes in society... As a Christian, you ain't going to fit in. Your morals and the way you dress and the way you talk and the way you walk and the way you act, it don't fit into society. I told you about that. When you're scrolling through these things, can I go back to the phone? Do this with me so you can drop your IQ at the same time. This is the stupidest thing in the world to do, and I do it. And I'm going through, you know, I told you about my things that I watch, like boxing or roping or arm wrestling. That's about it. And, everyone, and, and they come in with these words. And, and it just slowly kind of gets in. The next thing you know, they're using the F word and all kinds. My wife will yell and go, what are you watching in there? <laughs> 
See, after you get closer and closer to Christ, those words don't fit in your house anymore. You go, what, what is that foreign? My wife says, what is that foreign language that's coming over your phone? Don't lie to her. Just tell her it's filth. Amen? Amen. It just, you, you don't fit in. Jesus don't fit in. He's going to, Jesus and his family don't fit in society because society is a mess. That's why Jesus came to be born to help society out with the mess. Amen. And I think that's, <laughs> I guess that's why God created a church like Have Bible. So all the people could be there. We'll let God be the judge. You didn't hear me. Your job is to catch him. He'll clean him. Right? There was no place for them in the end. So you remember that when you come across that, that scripture in verse 7. Verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. So I, I read this over and over for the last couple of days, and you probably have too, or you've heard it on the radio, and you've heard people talk about it. It's the, some of the most infamous scripture in the Bible, and it's the biggest, best story for sure in the Bible. The birth of the Savior of the world. Not the Savior of the football team, and the Savior of the this, and the Savior, the Savior of the world. He come to save the world. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. That means me and you and all the weird people who go to church and don't go to church. That means for everybody. I mean, Mark, after you've been in church for a while, you get so holy that you think the rest of the world screwed up and you're not. You have to remember where God redeemed you from. Amen. So don't, don't shake your head, Adam, because you was there too. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's okay. Just pat him on his shoulders. It's okay. It's all right. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby. There ain't nothing better in the whole wide world than a baby. There ain't nothing more precious in the, than the world than a baby. There isn't, there isn't anything that brings hope like a baby. Babies inspire us. They encourage us. They, they, they teach us to be better human beings and better adults and, and better moms and better dads and better grandma and grandpas. Babies are, babies are the hope of the world. That's why all through the Bible it says be fruitful and multiply. That's God's plan for all of mankind. 
Nothing brings hope like a child. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God. And I and I, I don't know what that looks like. I would like to tell you I can kind of think like a you know, if you ever been if you ever been to like somebody's farm or somewhere way out in the country, you've been to Montana or Wyoming, and then you look up and you're like, Man, I can't believe all the stars in the sky. And maybe tonight when you walk out, maybe, maybe there's a special setting that God has on the stars when you go out and you look up, or this morning you go out and you look up and you go, wow, that's cool. You know, I think the first thing me and my wife noticed, and I've, I've told you this before, was the beauty that God has outside. I never understood, I never could see the beauty of, of birds and trees and blue skies because we was never sober. I, I took everything for granted. I had, a, I had a very skewed vision on not just life, but all the, all the wonderful things and miracles that God has. And I remember the first time when I was sober and I heard a bird chirping in the trees I thought, man, that's got to be the most beautiful sound I think I've ever heard. And I've hunted all my life. But until I got sober and I got with God, I never understood the, the, the magnitude and the vastness of God's creation. And, it's, and he does it all for us. So listen to this. So this, this could be, and you've heard me talk about it, <clears throat> all week long. This could be one of the most important scriptures of the, of the morning. And this is what these angels said. So if you could, if you could just picture the whole heavenly host or all the stars and, uh, and the angels and the heavenly host all together, here's what they say. Glory to God in the highest. And you, and you talk about a theater. And you talk about pyrotechnics and you talk about beauty and, and our stage is beautiful but it was like that times a million or a trillion I mean just the stage in itself is telling you something special is going on this morning it's the savior of the world's birthday and nobody decorates their houses or their churches the way they do for anybody other than Jesus Church, shout amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, say it with me, class. Peace. Stop. Man, if I could just get that. Stay with me for a second, guys. Stay with me. Internet people, old people, young people, middle-aged, whatever it is. 
were, were, or, or those who have been addicted or still addicted looking for peace and you drink to numb the pain and take the drugs or I do the sex or whatever it is I do just to try to get some peace in my life or I go walk on nature or whatever it is. I go fishing, I go hunting, and I go here and we go there and we ride horses and we drive cars and we do everything. We play sports and all this and, and we're still trying to get more and more peace. When you get Jesus Christ into your heart, he'll give you peace that you can't buy and you can't get anywhere else. It's only from Christ that you will have lasting peace. And I told you this before, that's that's something that my uncle not only told me, but it was something that he prophesied over my life when I was a young man. And I told you about that story. I was young, and, and he told me I was in all kinds of trouble, all, always. He said, Patrick, he always called me Patrick. He said, when you get Jesus uh, into your heart, he said, he will give you soul peace that you can't understand. And, and you know, when you're young, Donnie, you know, you, oh, the old man don't know what he's talking about. He don't know what he's talking Yeah, just finish your prophecy so I can get out of here. But when I got Jesus, church, Troy, in my life, I got peace that is the most powerful thing, the most wonderful thing that I could ever receive from anybody at any time. So if you don't have Jesus in your life today, just ask him. Say, Jesus, I need you to come into my life. If you do have them and, and somehow you got disconnected from the Lord somehow, you went down the trail or you, you got far away from them or you, or you strayed away or you got into this and got into that, God allows U-turns. If, if you're done with the devil, God will always take you back. He'll give you that soul peace that you can't put a price on. Amen. Let's finish this thought here because it gets better. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. So um, if you're reading King James, it would say goodwill toward men. Been talking about that all week as long. Goodwill toward men. Just do good towards mankind. Just be kind. Big Steve, just this is what I would tell my family all the time, tell my staff all the time. Just be kind. We could change the whole world just through kindness. Watch this. Watch this. Who cares what they say about you, Z? Who cares? When I got Jesus in my life, I don't care what anybody says about me. You don't think Jesus has got my back? I wouldn't have made it this far if Jesus didn't have my back. So when you come up against a a blood-bought brother like I am, you're coming up against the whole heavenly host. I'd be careful about talking about some of God's people. Amen. Rise with me for the rest of the story. Tell your neighbor one more time. It's going to be okay. Just, just tell him. Just, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Joanne, it's okay. Danielle, it's all right. You can come up, Krista. Oh, I just don't want to get worked up over it. Let's get worked up over it. What a concept. Let's all get in a big fuss over it. 
Here, watch this, Becca. It's Christmas. I ain't going to get worked up over anything. Oh, not today. No, 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 not today. Do this to the devil. Not today. Not today. Yo, fathead. Oh, yeah. We're in the name calling. I don't know why I said that. It was kind of fun, though, wasn't it? Don't say that again. I just pretty, you know what? I, I say that like on Christmas, not today. But my family would tell you I pretty much say that every day. Not today. It's not going to happen today. I can't give him, glory, I can't give him that kind of power over my life. That, that power is only reserved for Jesus. I reserved a place, Len, only for Jesus in my heart. And then my wife and my family. And if you'll do that, you have to live a disciplined life because everybody try to get in there and, 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 and mow your lawn and take your time and get in your cool. The whole thing, it's just a big, big deal. Verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has made known. So he said, Let's see this thing has happened. This is the thing that's going to change the world. And the Lord has made it known to us. It's a supernatural knowing. You ain't seen it yet. And maybe you haven't seen it yet, but you know it's there. J.D., you ain't seen it, but I can feel it. And I don't feel it with my emotions. I'm an emotional guy. I don't get worked up by my emotions anymore. I'm led by the Spirit of God. Just like the shepherds, they go, Chris, I ain't seen it yet. Let's go see this thing that these guys are talking about. I'm ready to go. I want to go see it. And that's what I said when I got saved. I said, God, if you can do something with my life, do it. And then right there, senior, right there. That was it. I stand before you 100% truthful. When I gave my life to Jesus, it hit me like this. Delivered. Delivered immediately. Immediately. Man, that's power. That's wonder-working power. That's, that's Christmas power. That's what Christmas is all about, is the power of God. And it goes on forever and ever and ever. The power of God goes on forever. Choose Him today. Tomorrow may be too late. This morning on Christmas, the best gift you could ever give Jesus is yourself. And they went with haste. I told you that was, that was speed. They went there and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. 
And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them, but Mary treasured them up. All these things and pondering them in her heart. This last verse, listen. Listen to how the shepherds returned after they, after they heard or they seen or they got saved. However you look at this, uh, let's just say they trusted. This is when they put their trust in Jesus. When they looked at the baby in the manger, they go, that's him. That's my Savior, my God. We've been hearing about him for years and years and years. And our parents and our grandparents heard about the Old Testament prophecy. We finally have seen the Christ child. And they went back, man, they were, they were running back. They were skipping and jumping and carrying on. I hope that's the way we leave church this morning. For all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. It was exactly, watch this. Biblical prophecy is 100% accurate always. Always. God said he was going to have his son be born of a virgin. He would be in a trough. He would live 33 years and he would die on the cross. Be resurrected three days later and seated at the right hand of God. And that's exactly how it happened. Tell your neighbor to get back. So here's the Christmas prayer. Here's the Christmas prayer. I don't know how your 2022 went. I have no idea. But I know as, as we get ready to embark on a new year, what needs to change is your relationship with Jesus. Let's be honest. If we're all honest, I could have a better relationship with God. I could pray more. Maybe you don't even have a relationship with God. Start it today. Just ask him right where you're at. Just, just I don't know how you ask him. Here's, here's how I asked him. Remember me telling you that? I was kind of like you guys. I was in, was in these home Bible studies. I told you, and, I, and my friend, and I knew I, knew when, I knew I was so lost when I figured out. See, I never knew that I was sinning that bad. After you've been around people that long, you think like your sin's not like as bad as his. I'm on to something now. I'm going to preach for a while. So I was there. But then when I recognized that I was a sinner, God wasn't going to judge me against my friends. He was going to judge me against the cross. And I was going, man, I come up way short on that. And I knew just, Pastor Jay, I knew just about this Jesus, just this much, didn't know much. But I knew I was lost. And I was sitting there. And when my friend Myron, he said, I was sitting there on a chair like this, and he said, who would like to give their life to Jesus? Now, I didn't do it for like, you know, like some of you guys are white knuckle in the pew. You're like, oh, no, there's no way I'm going today. Do that with me. Like, no, not today. I did that. I, oh, yeah, not today. I'm having too much fun. 
And when he said, who wants to be saved? I just leaped out of my chair and I go, I do. I just, I just, and then my uncle was with me and a couple other guys. And it was, it was the most genuine thing I ever did in my life. It was so real and so genuine. And that's what he wants to do here on this Christmas is change your life. But you'll have to be willing to do that because he'll never impose his will on you because that's not true love. You'll have to accept that if you go, you know what, I'm good. If you're good, then you don't need Jesus. But once you recognize you're a sinner, you're going to know you need a Savior. And the only one who can save you is Jesus. Say Merry Christmas. Now I'm going to pray for you. Let's just kind of, let's just get into a Christmas prayer. And there's going to be enough anointing on this, on this service this morning to move mountains. Just move mountains. So what I want you to do is you just go, you know what? I have finally recognized that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. If that's you, just raise your hand, whether you're here or at home. Just raise your hand and we'll pray for you and say, I, I want Jesus to be my Savior. I want Jesus to save me today. This is what I want for Christmas is a new life. <laughs> a new life. Wow, a new life. Hard, I got a new life when I gave my life to Jesus. I see your hands raised there. I see your hands raised here and here. What a new life. What is a new life like, Sheffler? It's new. Everything's new. And it never loses the fresh car smell. Oh, it smells like wonderfulness every time I meet with God. Right there, Fred. He's right there and loves you and all you young people get saved now get saved while you're young let's pray I'm going to pray for you and then here's what I'm going to ask you to do if you want to come down here and you want me to pray with you or one of my deacons or pastors will pray with you or you, or you just want to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to write on this card today. I gave my life to Jesus. Do that. That's cool too, man. We just want to pray for you. So Father God, those who want to invite your son Jesus into their heart, I thank you for that. We love them and we're glad they're here today or they're watching the broadcast this morning. Save their soul right where they're at. And let us take this Christmas message forth into this world and share the goodwill message to all we come in contact with. And teach us how to be like you. Teach us how to be kind and loving this Christmas. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said amen.